0: doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. Hey, what is up, friend and fellow anti-netter? Scott Shepard here. Hey, so I want to share something with you. I was uh, recently on a little mini vacation this week. I'm driving to the office on a Friday at 9.30 a.m., and... I'm getting back into the swing of things for the first time today, after about like a week, week off, and during my lovely little vacation with my Earth Angel, I was reading a book called Bandersnatch, and it is a book that tells the the tale and story, the true story, of C.S. Lewis, who is the, you know, author of the Narnia series and actually a whole um swath of books about Christianity and religion and also JRR Tolkien and you know they both worked at Oxford together and they got together they created a f- informal group that met like on Thursday nights and they would drink tea, you know, imagine like about like 12 Oxford professors in the humanities and arts and humanities and literature, languages. And, you know, this, this group would meet on Thursday nights and each week they would bring, you know, one of their pieces of writing to read to the rest of the group. And, you know, one of the, the most famous things to come out of this group in this collaboration process was the lord of the rings which at the time was called the new hobbit and it's something that like jrr tolkien really like he was just writing for on the side he never really intended to turn it into a an epic a myth he just wrote it because he was interested in you know ancient myths And he thought it was just going to be something that was never going to be published. However, with the encouragement and also like very uh, specific criticism of the work, you know, of specific passages um, that took place in this group, J.R.R. Tolkien continued to evolve this tale until it essentially became The Lord of the Rings. And, you know, something that's interesting is, you know, if he didn't have this group, if he didn't have deadlines, if he didn't have something to to show up with and show up to these meetings with, the Lord of the Rings would not have been written. And, you know, it just kind of highlights the importance of deadlines. Uh, There was, you know, each week he kind of had to essentially revise and bring a new piece of writing to the group. And there's something to be said about those weekly, kind of weekly deadlines. And, you know, the other thing that I found interesting in this book, and it's called Bandersnatch, by the way, is that there's a significant amount of work, like an insane amount of work, an obsession, obsessive amount of work that went into the writing of The Lord of the Rings. And... Essentially, it was rewritten by hand by Tolkien, like, you know, hundreds of times. And we're talking like, you know, this is a manuscript, like Lord of the Rings has 600,000 words. Okay. And, you know, just to give you some context, my book, Antinette Zettelkasten, which if you've held in your hands, you know that it's a pretty big book, right? That book is 90,000 words. So it's like, you know, six times the size of my book. And he rewrote it and rewrote every single word, like over a 14-year period, right, in the making, by hand, and typed it out multiple times. His manuscripts, meaning his drafts, were 10,000 pages, meaning if you stacked them on the floor, they were over seven feet high. And it's no wonder why the Lord of the Rings has become such a fascinating tale and it has lasted so long. There's so much built into it. And J.R.R. Tolkien was kind of, he was kind of annoyed and pissed off because C.S. Lewis wrote the first Narnia book, you know, he busted it out in one year and then he wrote like, you know, six others and each one took him like one year. And here J.R.R. Tolkien was, you know, rewriting the most, you know, crazy reference, you know, in like page, you know, 726, rewriting a paragraph like, you know, eight times, you know, that week. And he had been slogging away and working on Lord of the Rings and, you know, relating all of its tales and to the mythologies and the epics. And it had just, he was like, you know, threw his hands up in despair many times and was saying, I'm going to quit this. I can't do this. He threw his hands up in despair and was like, I'm lost. Like this thing has turned into an uncontrollable beast and I'm not sure where to go with it. And even at one point it was like during world war two where, you know, there's just a lot of distraction. He was in London, you know, at the time. Imagine that time in World War Two. Imagine all of the external noise and distraction going on. And, you know, he continued to write, but he hit a point where he's like, he had, he had a wall. He had so much despair that he put the book down and could not write a word for an entire year. And then at the encouragement of his friends, his the group was called the Inklings, okay, you know this group of like 12 professors and academics and intellectuals who met finally you know he got motivated to pick it up again and start writing it again and you know this is like almost 20 years right in the making of of this and you know CS Lewis once said you know not only is Tolkien a uh, a you know a procrastinator he's also a perfectionist <clears throat> And the only thing is, the only thing that actually resulted in the Lord of the Rings getting getting written was the fact that he had deadlines and he had this group and he had this collaboration. And so, you know, I wanted to highlight this for you. There's a lot of lessons you can glean from this. And one of which is, you know, hard work, right? Like make no bones about it. It's you have to kind of be obsessive and be crazy kind of how i was in the writing of the anti-net zettelkasten book and everything i do you just have to throw away any sense of rational uh you know sense like you know there's a lot of people out there maybe you're surrounded by them they're, they're stuck in their nine to five job ways and you know they just want to kind of skirt by in life they don't want to do anything unconventional But if you want to create something great, a great piece of writing, whatever, you have to throw away that rational sense of wanting to, you know, just do what everyone else thinks. Right. And anyway, um, I'm going to wrap this up and I want to also share something with you. Is you probably know this if you're a subscriber of the Scott Shepard letter, you get access to a private membership community. And in those communities, we have self run working groups and implementation groups that hold, you know, one or two Zoom meetings a week, right? And these are kind of like our internal inkling groups, right? Those, it's something to be said. Like if you're going to go on this journey of being an independent, you know, writer, thinker, creator, intellectual, you need to have a group and you need to have, be held accountable. You need to check in. You need to have some, you know, a creative mix of people showing up and encouraging one another. And so if you're a member, a subscriber of the Scott Shepherd letter, I cannot encourage you enough to, to log into the community portal and participate, introduce yourself, join, just even be a fly on the wall in one of the implementation calls because they are, Absolutely incredible for helping you to, you know, uh, get to where you want to go. And so hope this helps you. Hope this gives you some insight. <laughs> the bottom line, the one big, big takeaway is just think of and imagine in your head, you know, stack papers next to you on the floor and be standing. And imagine seeing, you know, 10,000 documents You know, which were versions and rewrites and manuscripts of the Lord of the Rings which tower over you at over seven feet tall anyway, that's all I wanted to share with you hope that helps hope that gives you some insight and ideas and remember, the old way the best way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way is the way in the end, it is the easy way because it is the way in where you don't regret um, doing things the right way okay, anyway, peace and love And always remember to stay crispy, my friend. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepherd. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking-hipster-crappy product like all the other podcasters do, all right? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds— Right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love. Writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools, while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.